It's Thursday again, tell everybody to lock in Grab some popcorn, a drink, and go and throw your AirPods in It's a one-hour show, constantly speaking facts Bulletproof stats are always shooting from Matt And when it comes to Kyle, you getting numbers and style Jake is gonna educate you, he has that knowledge on fire Player, step your game up, don't be sluggish or lazy Or Jimmy J might hit you with a shaky baby Catch him on YouTube or any podcast platform Breaking all the news down like Shaq does the backboards No hot takes, this is where the hottest debate's at Now kick your feet up, cause it's time for Straight Facts What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Straight Facts, a sports show that educates and entertains, presented by the Up On Game Podcast Network. It's finally Super Bowl week, baby, so you know what we got to do. It's your boy, James Jackson, the guys, Jake Galley, Kyle Sirik, and Stat Matt Robinson. Like I said, we're now in the Super Bowl week, so we're off the in-between week. So before we get into the full episode, I want to ask you guys, how, how did you spend your in-between week? What did you watch? Well, what sporting events did you watch? What did you do? What'd you, how'd you spend your in-between? I watched and called Penn break their five-game losing streak oh with a win over Cornell. It was much needed. So, watching sports. Some some claps for for the second-best team, second-best women's college basketball team in Philly. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, tell you, I don't know. We'll take second. How about that? I'll be happy with second right now. Kyle, what'd you do in your in-between week? Uh, Sixers, mostly. Uh, a little bit of other NBA. But, honestly, I was watching a lot of movies this past week. Ain't mad at you. Yeah, Sixers and I... Uh, Caught up on the book of Boba Fett, which is okay. Me too. Me too. I watched it. You, oh, you thought it was okay? It's okay. All right, the, we'll the, talk after the show about it. There's one thing that got spoiled for me that was actually really big. So Is this, is this Star Wars? Yes. It's like yes. the Mandalorian. They did another series. Mandalorian. It's, it's all. It's all just, it's, uh, I don't know if that's how the series is going to be. It's not really. Yep, yep. And sports. So, like I said, it's Super Bowl week, so we're going to dive in to the Super Bowl. The Bengals and the Rams. Um. You know, two, two teams that everyone's really excited for. Two teams that is are very fun to root for, very easy to root for. But we're going to start on the Bengals side right now because I think that's, like, the most intriguing team. Like, at, at the end of the, the season, you got to wonder, like, how the Bengals really got to where they are and, and playing for a Super Bowl. So start first. Like, where can the Bengals beat the Rams? Because I think that's probably the biggest focal point of this of this Super Bowl, right, is how, how do the Bengals overcome probably the, the favorite in the Rams and beat them? Uh, obviously what everyone's probably going to talk about, the main narrative is going to be their O-line versus, um, the bear or the Rams, sorry, not the bears. Mm. That would be funny. The, uh, Rams rush attack, because I mean, it's been one glaring point. And then you look at the Rams who's had 55 sacks in 20 games this season, if you include the playoffs. Right. But I, I mean, if they, now he got sacked nine times, Joe Burrow did in that, Titans game or was it the Raiders? Titans. Titans yeah. game. Right. Still pulled out a victory. And he is the third best quarterback in the regular season, fourth best overall against the Blitz in terms of QBR. So if Joe Burrow can actually use that Ram strength as an advantage point and the Bengals can do that, I think that instantly just levels the playing field. I think both teams are pretty even all around. I think you give the nod to the Rams probably across the board besides maybe quarterback and a couple weapons, even though like you add in the whole passing game and it's just mm-hmm. like the Rams still have you edged out. So I think if Joe Burrow can use that and flip that uh, pass rush that the Rams have, because it's the best in the league, like Aaron Donald has a 30% win rate or something stupid. Right. right. And there's only one person mm-hmm. in the league that has even a 20 or higher in terms of pass or pass rush win rate. So I mean, if they can use that as an advantage and level the playing field, I think that sets them ahead. Uh, I think it's a two part solution for the Bengals to win because they are the underdog. They're four and a half point dogs to the Rams. And uh, the ways that they can attack is uh, passes over the middle. Uh, this year, the Rams were 29th in DVOA against passes over the middle this year. And the Bengals were 7th in offense doing that. And it isn't, wasn't just Uzoma, who's going to be playing, but he's hurt. Yeah, so. it's but it's Tyler Board and T. Higgins were their two most prolific people over the middle. So they can just keep attacking that over the middle. Is how you can, and you can do short routes over the middle that can prevent mm-hmm. the pass rush. 
and, and I like what you guys are saying because a lot of the times when you have the narrative of you have to beat a good pass rush, it's like we well, have to run the football well to neutralize that pass rush. And this is not the case. No. Like the Bengals have to continue to throw the ball. They just have to go and attack the areas, I guess the, the few areas that the Rams defense is, you know, at the weak points. But I think we're hitting it right on the head of, of where they, they can and where they have to do it. But running the ball is not – I think that's interesting that running the ball is not where you go to, especially when you have a good running back in Joe Mixon. Right. But that's still not the – that's not the game plan. That's not the blueprint for you. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be – they're really going to try and prey on the defensive backfield of the Rams. Uh, you have – I mean, honestly, you could make the argument that the Bengals actually have better offensive weapons than the Rams do. You could, I wouldn't – I don't know if I necessarily nah, agree with that. Yeah. But their top three receivers – are a lot to deal with. They're probably going to attack them in the flat because you can take advantage um, of that weak linebacking court. Like I said last week, like I knew the Rams were in big trouble. Part of the reason I hedged off of all those bets that we talked about last week, I watched, I don't know if he's their middle linebacker. He's one of their starting linebackers, Troy, Troy Reader, get carried, literally, literally carried for five yards for first downs, and then they beat him out on a pattern. If you're not going to be able to protect against the pass or stop the run, like, that's a huge weakness and hole in the defense. I could see a guy like T. Higgins or, or Tyler Boyd. Um, I don't think – is Uzoma playing for them? He, he's he is, out. He's yeah, be kinda. Right. Yeah, he's banged he up. He he's going to play. But. Yeah, so maybe a little bit of a decoy. But a lot of ways that you can attack the middle of that defense, like Matt said. You've made a lot of good points, but I'm actually fixated on who, – who would you – like, it, it, overall – Rams offense, Rams weapons, or Bengals weapons. I, I mean, mean so that's, that's well, as I started thinking about it, that's closer than it's what closer I originally you, you want to run it yeah, down. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you go Cup versus Chase. Probably you got to give it to Cup. I love Chase. You have to give you it. You have to give it to Cup. Got to give it. But Do in a you single have game, to? in a single game, you have to give it to Cup. In a single Cup's game, been the best receiver. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you have to? Yes. It's, a, it's advantage Cup, yeah, but it's advantage <laughs> Cup. But it's, in my opinion, is only slight. It's not like a big advantage. I wouldn't. But then fault anyone for taking Jamar Chase, though. Right, but then go down I the board. Would. Then right. you have nah, Odell against these other guys. Odell against have... T. Higgins. Right. That's... Or Tyler Boyd. I mean, either one, take your pick. Okay, but then let's go to tight end. You have Tyler Higby, one of the best in the league. Wow, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm talking about full strength on full strength. And I'm Joe talking Mixon, about Joe Mixon's better than Cam Akers. Because Tyler Higby was, was coming into the playoffs banged up, too. So, like, like yeah, but, you know, he's healthy. Nah, we, those... need, we need a reality check on Tyler Higby. Overall, you have the number one wide receiver in the league. He just broke the record for most – I know we had the extra game. Just broke the record for most receiving yards in a single season. There's no way I'm – putting him like close to a rookie wide receiver right now. Who broke, I know who broke all the rookie I know receiving Chase is great, records? But who broke all of them. How can you even downplay Cooper Cup? I'm not downplaying yeah. him at all. I'm, I'm literally, I'm not downplaying him whatsoever. He, like he had a phenomenal more receiving yards than We need to stat on how many <laughs> games he has had 100 yards or more. Because it's only like four games where he hasn't. Who, Cooper Cup? Yeah. 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 yeah it's ridiculous. No, it is. You, you, and honestly. I mean, it's close though because I, T. Higgins versus Odell is really close. And then Tyler Boyd. Versus like advantage Boyd. advantage Boyd, advantage Boyd, advantage Boyd, Nixon over Acres and Burrow and Stafford. I think are on the same tier as right. each other. And it's I close, think, man. I, so the tipping point is really like who you take a Jamar Chase or Cooper Cup, and then you got to. Nah, you, you it's Cup. It's, it really isn't like that close, but it, it's Y'all not. Be mad at me when it's I not a landslide. Yeah, no, I am gonna be mad at you. That's why because yeah. Cooper Cup is that I'm guy. Not, I'm landslide, not trying. Yeah. Wait, here's the, here's the thing. Like, I'm I'm not trying to like leapfrog Cooper Cup or say like his season didn't matter. Or it does. I'm literally not trying to say that at all. I'm just I don't know. Maybe me just me personally like I would want. You should know how bad of a okay. dude Cooper Cup is. He's so, you should know. What do you, what do you mean? What That's do you what I'm mean? Saying. I you should, should know. You, you saw it. Well, oh, okay. Yeah, right yeah, down yeah. the field. Well, absolutely. Let's like, go off of that, though. Let's go off of that. So right. we're talking about probably the closest. It's the weapons and the quarterback are close on both teams. Yeah. We'll look everywhere else. O-line, ramps. D-line, ramps. Secondary, ramps. Mm-hmm. Linebackers. They should. Maybe you give the edge to the Bengals and the linebackers. Kicker, Bengals. Kicker, Bengals. Kicker, Bengals. But when you go around now. And the fact that we're having this argument about the receiving cores, well, the Bengals receiving core and weapons are going to have to be, yeah, right? Because everywhere else, they're probably getting beat out outside of quarterback and, as Matt said, probably kicker. And run, running back. I think, that, I think the Bengals are a better running team. Oh, uh, situationally, going into this game, the, I would The disagree. Rams' rushing offense has been horrible this right. postseason. But Honestly, though, go ahead. Going into this game against the Rams' rushing defense, I have to give the edge in rushing for this game specifically still to the Rams. Yeah, I think all everything that we're saying ultimately, and as many football games do, means that this boils down to 
the battle of offensive versus defensive line. Like whoever can consistently win that, if it's going to be the Bengals offense versus uh, the vaunted pass rush of the Rams, then the Bengals are going, I would say, if you told me that that happens, like, oh yeah, the Bengals O-line eats, I would take Cincy then, if that's the case. And vice versa, same with the Rams against uh, the defensive front of Cincy. Right, so, right. That's, and that's, that's a good point. We talked about the, the Bengals offensive weapons just a little bit ago. Um, but now we have to also talk about their, their defense against Matt. And you mentioned it, a Rams rushing offense that's struggling in the postseason. That's a, another way they can attack, I guess, slash stymie the Rams because it's a, a prolific offense. And underratedly, if they get to running the ball with Cam Akers, their offense becomes even more expanded because right. now you have to de- defend against hey, you know the play action pass. I think it's playing this week, Daryl Henderson. Mm-hmm. I, st- I still think we see Akers as the premier back now, but now they have three very good backs with all like similar but slightly different skill set. I mean, this can come at you. Personally, I think both teams are going to have to throw the ball a lot. I think I think both quarterbacks are probably going to throw the ball at least forty times, and I think it's just going to come down. I really just it. There's so many just like small advantages where if 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 I was if this was a ten game series I'd be all in on the Rams just because I'm so convinced that the Rams are just X percent better than the Bengals but obviously one game anything can happen um, I just want to talk about some like game plan stuff because McVeigh and Taylor are both um, really kind of young. Uh, inexperienced McVay's not inexperienced, but the last time he was in the Super Bowl, he really, he really soiled himself in the big I mean, game. He kind of, he's kind of been soiling himself <laughs> yeah. a couple of times week. in this postseason yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you're not coming in hot. So if he's not going to freak out and get all cute, the Rams are great with an empty backfield set, mm-hmm. and we talked about how they're not good at running the ball. Empty backfield set. You're not going to run the ball anyway. They do that a lot. They ran the most in the NFL this year, 18%. I think they should bump that up to at least like 30. And they were third in the NFL um, in yards per play and empty backfield sets. And the Bengals were 30th in defending against them. So those are just these all these little small things that are big advantages for the Rams that a good coach will take advantage. Is that of. a little 30% or you just, you just wanted to bump it up? Because 30% is like pretty much once a drive, you're going in an empty set. That's a lot. Like that, that, that's, that's but like who's hanging court- with them five wide though? Well, so I also saw a stat that both teams play um, three receivers, one tight end more than any other team in the league. Yeah. So going five wide like makes sense as well. Yeah. So th- I think that's interesting. I think another interesting thing is the difference in styles of these defenses and what that means for the quarterbacks. So Matthew Stafford actually ten- is the number one highest rated quarterback in PFF grade against man coverage. On the flip side, Joe Burrow is the highest PFF-rated quarterback in terms of PFF grade against zone coverage. And the Rams play a top-five frequency of zone defense in the league. Mm. So I, I think that's definitely something to keep an eye on here. Now, the Bengals tend to switch it up if you look at it. I was looking at the splits. They're really hard to find unless they're on the extreme. Like, I didn't even get a composite list, but I saw the Rams stat. But basically that if the Bengals come out with some sort of adjustment to get, you know, Maybe you don't man up Cooper Cup. Maybe you double team. Maybe you throw three out of them like we saw the Ravens do with Devontae Adams earlier in the year. Well, if the Rams come out and play zone defense, which they're going to play zone defense, this is why they're in the Super Bowl, the Bengals can find a lot of success there while giving a different type of defensive look to the Rams. I think that's just something to just are they, are they definitely going to play zone defense? I'm hearing a lot of Jalen Ramsey saying, put me on Jamar. I want Jamar Chase all game. Like I, He can say what he wants, and then we'll Raheem, see. Morris, but Raheem Morris said, we're, we're going to attack them. I'm going to put Jalen Ramsey on You know, Jamar Chase, their best player. We're going to make them. We're going to yeah. attack them in that, in that way. So, yes, if the Rams do come out in that zone, then I think you know all signs point to the Bengals can operate their offense. If they go to that man-to-man coverage, they have the ability, I think, to – kind of throw the Bengals really off course yeah. and, and we'll see what that does we'll see I, so no team really plays one right it's going to switch I know that I, I want to say that the zone number for the Rams was only like 70 to 75 percent so still over like three out of every 10 plays are still in man so mm-hmm. I guess it's about the frequency that you give that coverage true but yeah. I, I'm not even sure Ramsey gets Jamar Chase again I don't think this matters much what, how they play in defense if every single player Aaron Donald throws over whoever the Bengals are playing at guard. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but but Matt, we've been talking about that like for how long now? No, but and, the Rams and, are different. And, they have Von Miller. They yeah, have Aaron Donald. That's that's true. <laughs> but like like and I know Jeffrey Simmons isn't an, an Aaron Donald, but 
like the Titans sacked him nine yeah. times. I really still yeah, that's can't lucky get over for them. To- but you're not supposed to win that game. So they've already debunked their whole well, what it what it when it comes to fruition, when it, when it all comes crashing down, you know, it's gonna hurt them. It did come crashing down. It, it didn't hurt them like it I, I honestly could see the game transpiring a lot like Chiefs versus Bucks, where yeah, the Chiefs were on fire. The Chief the Chiefs have a phenomenal offense, and Mahomes was running around throwing the ball sideways because they couldn't block for him. Um, I know the Rams do blitz. A lot. Uh, they blitz 32.3% of the time, which is forcing opposing QBs into an 8.9 raw QBR. Is raw QBR different than regular QBR statisticians? It's not adjusted towards like uh, the amount of plays and everything. It's just like it's not a play-by-play basis. Gotcha. Like, yeah. So I, I don't I, even think the Rams will have to blitz that much. Right. I would. I would assume that they actually try and go like the way that you play the Chiefs, where you just want to get pressure with your four and drop back I people dis- into coverage. I, I disagree. I think because what you're doing that because like I think you you want to keep a, a mobile quarterback inside of a pocket like Patrick Mahomes. You do that because you want to blanket his pocket, force him to throw the ball. I don't want. I don't want Joe Burrow to do that. I want. I want him to get uncomfortable or get the ball out of his hands quick. So we can go and make tackles. I like, just, I, I think they do blitz. I think they yeah, continue too. that. And yeah. that thirty-two percent, you just put the number out. That's a high number. Yeah, it's a very high number. But uh, I think they, they can stay up there. They're also number one in pass rush win rate. I mean, like, look, they should, like, they really should be able to get blitz esque pressure are, from not blitzing anyone. That's the thing. Here, here's here's what the Rams. I expect the Rams to do, especially with Raheem Morris on defense, who's known to be an aggressive play caller on defense. Is like you you beat a team. With, with getting sacked nine times one time, you're not going to do it again. Like, we're, we're not going to be a defense. Who's not this try, team. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to be a defense who tries to change because you, you you beat it one time. Like, we are sharks that smell blood in the water. I'm sending all of them after you. Like, I, I, I really think the Rams' defense tries to attack the Bengals' offense, make them really uncomfortable, and, you know, just try to get their game in their favor. Like, yeah. I really see that. And that's um, – I, mean, I don't know. I just en- – I, I envision the strip sack happening on Burrow – Flipping the game on its head. I mean, that's all it. You know, game yeah. game of inches. One turnover when you're when you're driving. I mean, it's a it's a complete happenstance. Like you know, who who knows how the game's going to go? But I, I don't know. I feel like that's going to be the most key factor. I think both teams know that as well. So we'll see how they react to if it. If we see Burrow like move around like he did last week, though, and really take control, especially towards the end of that game, like I'm not getting sacked. And he's stepping. Mm-hmm. He's he's literally watching the coverage goes back. And then instantly is hitting a hole because he knows he can run for ten yards. He did that like two times against the Chiefs, and other times he's just staying alive in the pocket. I know Mahomes is doing it on the other side. Mahomes is maybe holding the ball for too long. Burrow wasn't. So if he is adjusting, and they are really, you know, it's going to be one of those games you got to get the ball out quick. But that's never really been a problem per se for Joe Burrow. I know he's taking a lot of sacks this year, but that I mean, we know how bad that O line. I mean, yeah, some, some of them have been like, a, but they've a gotten better. Snapping the ball exactly. So I mean. Do I think Donald disrupts this game? Do I think Donald gets a sack, a sack and a half? No doubt. But do I think he gets any more than that? I don't know. Because, I mean, as much as you can disrupt a line on offense, one, these guys know the whole narratives against them on the O-line. Don't mm-hmm. think they're not coming out hungry and don't think they're coming out not coming out with a game plan for the number one player in the NFL, in my eyes, Aaron Donald. Like the- so, I mean, like I understand like the difference can be there, but we've been saying it, it's one game. And when you know that is the difference that you have to key in yeah, on, yeah, yeah. you can do a lot of stuff to negate that I'm as much as possible. Help. And when you know what your weakness is, you ask the Bengals, where are your weakness? Uh, my O-line. So yeah. this and entire, they patched it last week. Yeah, yeah this, was, this entire season has been, we got to win in spite of our O-line. We got to do it yeah. one more week. Yeah, I would agree season. with you guys if it was one generational talent you had to deal with. Right. They have Von Miller, who he's he's, he's come alive in the playoffs he's on yeah. the older side but he's starting to come alive and not a generational talent but leonard floyd who's also a very good player okariki can rush the pass or two for them so like and greg Gaines is just a really good guy like in the middle um, they have a lot of talent and they paid for that talent <laughs> trust me yeah. they, they their their cap shows it so i i just think i don't know it's going to be a fun one to watch. Let's That's talk about to me the two most important players in the Super Bowl for the Bengals, Joe Burrow, for the Rams, Matt Stafford. It's it's you know the quarterbacks are going to be in the spotlight. I saw a stat I think earlier today. Joe Burrow is is the earliest or or has for the number one overall pick has reached the Super Bowl earliest in his yeah. career, and Matt Stafford for a number one overall pick has reached the Super Bowl the latest in their career. So literally two opposite ends of the spectrum, but they made on the biggest stage in sports. Um, we could go definitively first. Like, who do you think has the best game or who has to have? Between like, the, the two? Better, yeah. Like, who, who goes um, out and does it? Stafford, can, I believe, in my opinion, Stafford can get away with having 
a average to subpar game. I, I guess Burrow really? cannot. I agree. Burrow cannot I, I, yeah. get across by having a bad game. I, I guess. I guess. I guess I agree too. But I, I see like if Matt Stafford doesn't go out and throw the ball, like it's ugly. But they can win ugly. They showed that they could. But both teams. Showed I was gonna say, but win. but the Bengals can win ugly. <laughs> and and like if, and if Matt too, Stafford doesn't go out and play well, I think that that evens the playing field to a dangerous spot for the Rams because now it's playoff football. Now it's if a ball bounces the opposite way, an interception happens, a fumble happens. Now all of a sudden the Bengals are you know way too close to where they should be. Where if Matt Stafford is going out and playing like we all know Matt Stafford can, and most of us hope, then I don't I don't think I don't think that gap is small enough for the Bengals to to overcome. If he doesn't and the ball bounces the opposite way, that could be that could be a Bengals. Oh, victory. and don't let Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is like, in my opinion, from what we've seen, like one of the best momentum players. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, kind mm-hmm. of the way the Brady. Like, oh, you oh you guys fumbled there. Yeah, he he touchdown. It. He made an eighteen. I, I know the ball bounced his way a lot, but he also made an eighteen point comeback. Right, right. That, like, that's right. He had that's to do only that. Two to tango sort of thing. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with uh, you, Jake, on that. That Matt Stafford can afford to have. You know, mm-hmm. not as good. Because if you look back, uh, they played the Bengals, I'm talking about. Derek Cardin played great, came down to the last play of the game. Patrick Mahomes and Ryan Tannehill didn't play great. Both came down to the last play of the yeah. game. Matthew Stafford doesn't play great. Well, they probably have the best defense out of any team that the Bengals have faced yet, so he can really get away with it, right? And I think Burrow, on the flip side, like, you're not going to run against the Rams. You're kind of talking like, me out of one of my best bets. I know. To play devil's <laughs> advocate, a good point. Burrow hasn't had, like, a holy crap playoff game. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is true. He has, he's been good. He's been he's been he's good been, with a capital. He's G been he's it. been good. <laughs> he's been eight and a half out of ten this playoffs. He's been good. But like two forty four, two touchdowns, no picks, three forty eight, zero touchdowns, one picks, two fifty, two touchdowns, one pick. Like the good. Chiefs game stats aside, the no, Chiefs he, game wasn't a holy crap game. No, he they, he he threw a pick in the fourth quarter and had a drop pick in the fourth quarter. Right. What's like the worst stat line Joe Burrow can put up? Like I tell you, but Joe Burrow put up the stat line and they still win. What's the worst one that you could imagine? Two, realistically, realistically, I think two hundred forty yards, two touchdowns, one pick. That that was the, I said yeah. the worst. I I'm, guess that's the I'm absolute right worst. Guys. I, I said two fifty. I think he's got. I was saying two thirty, two and two, two picks. Yeah. Okay, I said two fifty two. Unless there's like some defensive touchdown yeah. wonkiness or something. So we'll see. If they manage to win without Burrow going over that mark, I guess. He's going to. I mean, it's no, big game will. Joe. Big it, game it, Joe, man. Going to I have faith in Cartier him. glasses, I won't even peek at you. That's the pilot. He, he, called. he, he really the pilot, is. Man. He's the pilot. He is you know? actually the pilot. I said it as a joke, you know. It's, it's true. He, really, he really might be the pilot. Unfazed by the moment uh, for such a young player, like impressively. Yeah. Pretty consistently unfazed. And James said he's the youngest number one overall pick, right? He'll also be the first guy to ever win a national championship, number mm. one overall pick, and Heisman, Heisman, Heisman right. and Super Bowl. And he'll, and if he does it, it'll all have been in like three years, four years. I, yeah. I just want to give Matt Stafford some credit that I think he's not getting. He, this is not the, by who? By I mean, who? he's mad that I said yeah, that Matt Stafford who didn't play well. Who is he not that. getting no, credit no. from? Everyone's talking about how like <laughs> unbelievable Joe Burrow is, how he's the next Tom Brady. Matt Stafford went to the defending Super Bowl champs oh. on the road. Talk put to up now, 20, now he calls us the defending. Now he wants to say it. Twenty-eight of thirty-eight, three sixty-six, two touchdowns, no picks. When everything was falling apart. After his team blew a 24 point lead because their center snapped the ball over his head and Cam Akers yeah, couldn't yeah, hold yeah, the ball. Yeah, which point? Yeah, which point? He led the field goal drive in under a minute to knock him off. And he dimed up Jaquiski Tart. Dimed him <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Stafford, I, I, if we're doing just like a quarterback advantage, I give it to Stafford. If I were going into this game, if I were to pick. Who would I want to be my quarterback for this game? I'd pick Stafford over Burrow. I think that's fair. Think also, dead even. Sense of urgency, you would say, is definitely on the Rams, considering like just an entire team outlook, and then you go into like their biggest players. Von Miller, you don't know if you're ever getting back here again. A lot of the guys on the team who are superstars might not be able to afford to come, or they might not be able to afford to bring back Matt Stafford for obvious reasons. Um, yeah, I think the, the, tra- the trajectory of the teams is interesting, too, because it's, it's <clears throat> one team that, you know, this was their main purpose when they went into this season. Like, I know every team's purpose is to win a Super Bowl, but 
they went and acquired Matt Stafford, and then they made a trade for Odell Beckham Jr., and then they made a trade for Von Miller. Like, it was they, Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, from they, the jump. exactly. They, they assembled don't have the first team for the next four years, and they don't care. And they don't, if they win a Super Bowl, they right. Let me tell you something. <laughs> we don't care. And then you have a team like the Bengals, who you know, you know, are, are playing so much ahead of schedule. You know, have have debunked a lot of question marks coming into the season. Jamar Chase had the question mark of of you know his his. Preseason drops his performances. Joe Burrow, the question mark of can he come back healthy? Their offensive line, can they protect him? Like Zach Taylor, can he can he continue to progress the as coach? Won a playoff game since nineteen ninety, and I think and it's, now in the Super Bowl. I, I think it's very interesting yeah. that both these teams meet in the same spot, and they're op- like the, opposite trajectories. Like if you just look at it on face value, it's like the Rams need to win this game much more than the Bengals. But I think people are underrating how necessary it is not necessary is probably the wrong word but for the Bengals to win because the future of the AFC is a quarterback gauntlet yeah it's crazy Josh Allen Pat Mahomes Joe Burrow Justin Herbert Lamar Jackson even like Derek Carr to a tongue of Aloha like and Tour. Mac Jones <laughs> yeah, don't joke before Matt creep his way up in there but so, go ahead finish so, like, it's it's going to be so hard to get back to the Super Bowl just because of the gauntlet they'd have to go through. And so this is, you just have to take your chances when you have them. This is like got a lot of lucky, not lucky, but everything's gone right for yeah. this playoff run. And they have a, and just because it seems like, Oh, we have the future because Burrow's young and Chase is young and Higgins is young and our coach is young. Doesn't mean you're guaranteed to get back here again. So you're, you're saying there it could be you're not you know foreseeing it, but it could be a Dan Marino situation with the Dolphins. You don't get back. That's tough. And, and to that point, you know they have someone in the AFC. I'm referring to Patrick Mahomes, someone who you know at the end of his career we look back like Jordan did, and like look how many people he stopped from getting to a championship. Like there's so many people who didn't even get the chance because they played in the Eastern Conference or they had to go through Jordan or didn't win one. Because to win one, they had to go through Jordan. Patrick Mahomes could end up being yeah. that person. And, and, you know, the Bengals happened to find the down year. And you're right. Take advantage of that. Because right. it might not happen for, you know, five, six years again. Talking about that, Gauntlet, too. Don't even forget the fact that at least one of them in my eyes is going to be. But uh, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson could potentially be joining the AFC yep. as well. Gross. So I'm watching could come back. Yeah. I mean, that's like 80% of all top quarterbacks in the AFC. Maybe more. Yeah. Where's Jimmy G gonna go? Stop it! Damn stop it! Damn stop it! Stop it! Why? Why? You can stop it. it! It's like just desserts. Like okay, you get Tom Brady, and now you get the Tom Brady curse. How is that just? How you have to get Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, so, like that, that. That's what I hate. That's what I hate. Is that like you feel like we have to be punished for getting Tom well, Brady? Like, like, though, karmic retribution for getting Tom. Did Brady. you hear the rumors that like maybe Kyler Murray? What would you? I, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to put that. Yeah, I don't want to put that in the air. You wanna, I, I don't want to. Now but, you got the Philadelphia mush on you. This is what this is what us Philadelphians do, James. Good, good thing. I, hey, we're, we're susceptible to it. We're photoshopping, you know, pictures sure. of Kyler Murray in a box uniform sure too. No, no. The the fun conspiracy is that he wants to play baseball now. Well, that nah. that could be a big leverage. I don't I actually. I, I think Kyler Murray would have to change because Bruce Arians. I don't think would like the whole very you know cocky pompous stuff. But but all right. Before we move on um, to your guys' best bet segment, um, let's get some picks in officially. Who we think we're gonna win the Super Bowl, the big game, and we can give a score. He doesn't love giving scores. So, stop, Matt. Go ahead. Rams twenty three sixteen. I'll explain the score later. What, Are we, you don't want to just exploit it now? Uh, he wants to go best bets. Oh, okay, okay. Kyle, go ahead. Uh, this is a tough one. Um, I respect the heck out of the team I picked to lose. But I think I'm being a fan here, but I also believe in and what I know about football, that one guy's going to show up, and that's Joe Burrow. And the Bengals, I got to go. Do it. I got to go Bengals. Man. Do it. And I'm going to go. Do it. You got to add a field goal in there because McPherson's the man. So we'll go 27 to – you know what? Not nah, shootout. Let's shoot out. Thirty-three. Weird number. Very hard number to land on. Actually, yeah, hard number to score. Got me in the bowl. Yeah, Why not? That happened. Thirty-three not? to uh, what's six behind that? Twenty-seven. Yeah, stamp that, Kyle. That's actually Bengals. Bengals. Twenty-seven. Stamp that. I could see. I. Uh, hi, this is so difficult. Um, Tough game to choose. It really is. I. I personally. I can respect the Rams and all their players, but I would prefer, for narrative sake and for the fan base sake, I would prefer Cincinnati to win. Um, so I'll say Cincy. Let's go like 
31-28 Cincy and including a Rams like blown like 28 to 13 lead. They come, they come all. Is that, does Chaos. that make sense? That's like 18 I just want to throw what, in that's now because I just helping. remembered. Jake had this Rams Super Bowl ticket. You've probably heard about it. Yeah, yeah, you just flipped it. on your and, ticket. And he hedged poorly to where the team that's gotten <laughs> him. Not going up against Joe Burrow. The yeah. team that's gotten him to this point, he's actually hedged more money against them. So he makes that was, out you more really, you really, if the Bengals win than Joe if the Joe Burrow win. scared you out of, scared no, you no, out no, of riding no. home? So it was an accident that there's actually now an advantage if the Bengals win. Yeah. That's not why I'm saying this, too. No, like, I know. That just reminded uh, me. But it, it, it was an accident. It was a mathematic error. Could you believe it? Me messing up math. Happy. But uh, yeah, I did not want to go in like unprotected against Joe. That sounds wrong. Against <laughs> Joe Burrow. Pause. But uh, moving past that. Yeah, I think I'm in a pretty good spot. I'm going to take home. Like, Joe Burrow is going to be pretty unprotected. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm in a pretty good spot, though. Wow. <laughs> Anyways. Who you got, James? <laughs> I'm sorry. I got um, – I'm with you. I kind of would rather the Bengals win. I think it would be really, really cool if they did. Um, but, no, I, I, I don't think that the Bengals do. Like, I, I for all – everything I, th- I think tells me that the Rams are going to take this one home. Um, and I think the higher the score goes, the more likely the Rams are to win the game. I trust their offense in a shootout a little bit more than I trust the Bengals in a shootout. Um, and then so I go 30-27 to 27 Rams. That's 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 how I think it's gonna how it's gonna play. So we all but, think it's gonna. Other than that, we all kind of think it's gonna be a pretty high scoring game. It seems. I think so. Yeah, yeah I mean, so. Matt, twenty-three to sixteen. 16 yep. I yeah. agree with the fact. Like, um, I want to say Matt. Yeah, Matt said it. How they're both going to throw forty times. I do agree. This turns into mm-hmm. a very pass-heavy game. I think the Rams will try to run the ball, and if it works, they'll have a pretty balanced offense. If it doesn't work, I think you go to the pass quick, and I think the Bengals are just forced to pass. I mean, that's how they've gotten here, right? I mean. Mixon did break off a couple though. Mixon looked great. Last Mixon time. is he he could be an X factor. He for could. Them. I think 100%. He's being overlooked, but they just I mean, I don't with the way that their offense is clicking. Well, so the Rams the Rams have like um in the playoffs they're only allow, allowing like 3.9 yards per rush. Yeah. Which is and they just faced San Fran who I think is the best rushing team in the league. Yeah. The stats say the Eagles, but I mean, it's really yeah, San no. Fran. No. So I mean, I I I think Mixon has the potential to be an X factor. I don't think he does, but if Mixon busts off a 30-yard run, I'm not surprised. He's still one of the most talented players that's going to be on the field Sunday. Yeah, if, well, if the Bengals find a way to consistently run the ball with Joe Mixon on Sunday, I think that that'll be interesting. That yeah. throws off the entire Rams defensive right. scheme, and now you make them play completely differently, opens up holes for Joe Burrow. That'd be that's going to be very interesting to watch. But talked a lot about your degenerate ways today, Jake. So why don't y'all move in to some bets, bet some some best. Bets and I like this segment, especially doing it on the show because it gives me the the unique opportunity to sit back and just judge y'all bets. Like that's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna be peanut gallery over here to to what you guys are throwing money be, on. Yeah, you got to pick and choose which ones you actually want to tail. You should probably down with with the way that mine have been going, and I can start. Maybe want to tail the or fade these? Excuse me. Uh, so during the conversation, I almost flipped on this. Um, it's not my best bet, but. Bengals plus four, in my opinion, is the more valuable side to be on uh, solely because I'm, I'm I'm more prone to view this as a bit of a coin flip. Um, I'm not sure. Plus 166. I don't know like what the implied odds are on that. I'm not good at that math that quickly. But um, I think I feel more comfortable getting points on the side of destiny here with Joe Burrow. And like I said, I kind of this is this is partial preference. Like I, I kind of want to cheer for them, too. Mm-hmm. So. We're gonna we're gonna ride Bengals plus four. I haven't really been able to to tail them the whole way here, so this will probably be the one that I miss. But uh, do we want to do all three, or do we want to kind of go boom, boom, boom? Uh, give your best bet. Let's do all best bets. On oh, that uh, give right. your best bet, and then we'll do. Is that best. not your best bet? That no, was not. It wasn't. That was not my best. bet. No one wants to start with their best bets anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I'm more of a. <laughs> what you call man here? You messing up. You messing right, up the flow, right, man. For so long. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Cam Akers under 65 and a half rushing yards, um, so 65 or less yards running in the game for all the reasons that we had discussed. All right. I, ju- I just don't – and also because I think Sony Michelle and Daryl Henderson are going to get some extra run, I would not be comfortable in a big spot. You're trying to kill clock. Give the ball to Cam Akers. Well, I like the guy a lot. I would I would be interested to see like after bet. those fumbles to the Buccaneers how his you know how his usage went down or how his usage was in the next two games, even the rest of that Buccaneers game because like, he that, also that hasn't would, been like 
that great. I don't have a stat line. He was running tremendous until those fumbles. He he was running really well. So the one playoff game, he split carries with Michelle. I want to say that was the first game. And then he was pretty much in the Tampa game, just the premier back. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to say there was one game where he got basically every carry and Michelle got like one. Right. So it really depends what we see. And Henderson, I feel like has to get work. Yeah. Passing game for sure. Yeah. He's a, he's a good back for them. All right. I'll go with my best bet. If you want to go back just for one second. I didn't know. I took you off your page. No, I I just got to see the number real quick. Oh, this page. Um, Joe Burrow. This is my best bet. Joe Burrow rushing yards over 11 and a half i like it i think that's a low number i think you have to run i think you have to leave the pocket sometimes it only takes one run to do that getting sacked is not negative rushing yards so i mean i think 11 and a half yards anytime you can knock it off with one play and i think joe burrow is not by any means like a bad athlete like mm-hmm. he can move he showed that maybe he's not the fastest that's one run maybe one. he doesn't look to run but you find one seam that hits. I love that bet over eleven and a half rushing yards for Joe Burrow. And yeah. he's known he's known to leave the pocket. Like he does it, you know, smartly. He does keep his eyes downfield, but I mean, yeah. he'll take off more I, than so once. So what I saw last week was literally he wasn't even looking to pass. And Tyron Matthew said it on the sidelines. If you watch them mic'd up, he's like, "Oh, that kid's smart." Talking about Joe Burrow because what he was doing, he was letting the protection fall back for two seconds and just looking at the pocket, and instantly I can get through that one ten yard run. He did it mm-hmm. twice. Yeah, smart boy. And my best bet is Joe Mixon under 62.5 rushing yards. Basically, the Rams' rushing defense, if you look at teams, no team in this playoffs has run for more than 61. That's the Cardinals, that's the Bucks, and that's the 49ers. Three, two really good running teams, and the Bucks, who last year won the Super Bowl because of a very good rushing attack mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Every single time they've come to the plate and they've stopped the run, Mixon's going to go under that. Uh, especially uh, because I think the Bengals passed the ball a lot this game too. So That's I don't true. think there's a lot of carries in there for Mixon either. Gotcha. Yeah, my last one, and I think it also ties in with, I think, Kyle, you're on the same bet. The over 48.5 total points in the game, we discussed kind of how we see the game playing out. The team, e- e- like either team, even if they're up and it's close, it's a one-possession game, are still going to be passing. I tend to think this plays out to be more of a shootout than – not so i'm gonna go over 48 and a half and also like i just don't want to not root for points in the super bowl like that's, that's fun, not fact, a fun thing the over under in super bowl history is 27 27 and one yeah vegas knows what they're doing apparently. yeah that's crazy yeah. just ap- masterminds oh, yeah. over there well, jake, absolute masterminds jake yeah that, i'm on that too 48 yeah. and a half i anytime you like can realistically see either team scoring 30 points in a game mm-hmm. and the number's only 48 and a half like I'm fine with taking that. If it's a close game, it has a shot to hit. If it's a blowout, it has a shot to hit. And if it's a blowout, one team still has to pass the crap ton more. You can get a free touchdown at the end. Yeah. What's your second one, Matt? Second one is I really like the Rams minus four over the Bengals. I know I picked them by seven, but I really think if I were other than the fact, I think the Rams, like they're, if I'd be a lot more surprised if the Rams won, if the Bengals won than if the Rams won by more than 10. So if the if so, I, I just really think the Rams are just definitively a better team, and I think four is I know it's a more than a field goal, but I I just think they're they're seven to ten points better on mm-hmm. average. Right, and you right. you have I, one last one. Too? I think that's a good right. bet. We yeah. both we both have one last one. Yeah, and I love longest field goal made over forty seven and a half yards. Uh, the Bengals have kicked a lot of field goals this postseason. They've kicked. Uh, Four field goals in every single postseason game. Evan McPherson hits him from everywhere. And that Matt Gay, over and Matt Gay was short on a 47. I'm about to say, you better hope Matt Gay, <laughs> hey, Matt Gay was short for Matt, the game. Matt, also, a Buccaneers be, draft pick. Hello. Uh, Matt Gay <laughs> had to be hurt because he was like yeah. the Pro Bowler from the. Yeah. Is that the, the number NFC? two, 47 and a half? Because that was a 47 yarder. He was a 47 yarder. Right? Yeah. That's funny. Uh, my last one's going to be uh, Burrow passing yards over two, 20, or 275 and a half. And I know it sounds weird. I'm taking Burrow passing and Burrow rushing yards, but they actually positively correlate with each other in the correct game script, which I think happens because more passing attempts means really more opportunities to run for Joe Burrow. There's not designed Joe Burrow QB run plays. Mm -hmm. So the more time he drops back to pass, the more opportunities he actually has to run. I already said the run only takes one of them, and I think they're going to be passing the ball. I It's funny you say that. I think pretty much aside from obviously Matt and I going head-to-head on the spread, Pretty much all of them correlate, like low rushing totals, 
Joe uh, Joe over. Burrow being forced out, throwing yeah. yeah that points. I mean, well, if I were to pick the over under, I actually would pick the under, not just because of the score. I do think right. it's gonna be like semi. Right, well, so your, I think your Matt, prediction Matt would be smart. Right. By the because, way, did you did you explain your prediction of? Uh, well, you get to the fun bets yet? Oh, okay. Ooh, ooh, fun bets. So fun those bets. are serious. <laughs> You're right. More right. serious. Yeah, we're doing the fun bets. But you know how serious bets. I was actually about to say, I'm surprised I didn't hear like any like the, the, <laughs> the funny goofy. prop bets. And right. there they go. We gotta get the real ones out. That's but true. it That's is true. a Super Bowl. Big week of sports, of course, th- because of the Winter Olympics. I and then we I just have, have Super Bowl Sunday. But I we have got some a fun flyer bets. that I didn't write down either. It's a fun one too. All right. All right. So we're gonna get in, you know, the ones that you wanna have fun with. And you know, maybe we're not gonna bet the Gatorade color to be purple or whatever. That's the stuff I would bet on. There are some fun stuff going on. So, Matt, I'll leave the goofy one just to get out of the way. Halftime show, more than one of Eminem and Dr. Dre, Kendrick Lamar, and Snoop. So, instead of one of them opening by themselves, multiple open together. That's plus 180. I think that's a decent bet. I'm just going to get that out of there. Uh, I think Dre opens by himself. Yeah, I think he comes think, out as a DJ, bro. Then yeah, I think Dre. Yeah, I think I think he starts. Yeah, I think Dre comes starts out playing everyone, okay. and then and then Snoop, and then so, uh, goes in order. So yeah, the bet that I that's the most important to me is the Rams to win this game, twenty three to sixteen, and that's because it's two hundred to one odds, which I love. Those are such great odds. It's gonna hit the number. A Super Bowl ended twenty three to sixteen. The last time the Rams won the Super Bowl, though, it was St. Louis, but still. So one in fifty five games ended twenty three to sixteen. I'm getting 200 to one odds. This game ends 23 to 16. The Bengals have kicked up a lot of field goals this postseason. 16 makes sense. 23 is a norm, like a thought norm. about it. This, 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 this is homework. such a plausible score. Yeah, it to be 200 to one. I, I ain't no arguments that. here, man. No arguments here. Uh, can I jump in with my exact score and yeah, uh, go for it? The the method behind it. So last night, the method. Yes. Oh, this is all scientific, of course. Yeah. Uh, last Absolutely. night, someone told me the there was a, a screenshot from a Simpsons episode where in the Super Bowl, the Bengals beat the Rams, shocker, 34 to 31. So I went on to FanDuel Sportsbook and bet that exact score last night. It was 130 to 1. I come in here, so 130 times your money. I come in here today to write it out how much it was. It is now down to eighty to one. So people got worried. People got worried. <laughs> like it, it, it must have been getting hammered yeah. from people seeing this. And obviously, it's like ridiculous. But I don't know. Is it? No, no. Is it? Right. I, I'll be on the side of the Simpsons there. Uh, on another. I don't know if it counts as fun MVP bets, but that would be fun. Von Miller thirty nine to one. Is that's, that's, a fun, that's a fun. Super that's Bowl a fun MVP. pick. Yeah, that's. A I don't think any pick. defensive player has ever won two Super Bowl. I'll put him in certain space. I mean, if they sure. slide coverage to Donald, you got him off the end. You're right about that. Yeah, never yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, no one's ever won two. Yeah, pick six and get two sacks. I mean, there you go. Why not? Forty to one, cool. My fun one is the opening kickoff is not going to be a touchback. Ooh. It's plus one fifteen, meaning two be a touchbacks minus one fifty. <laughs> but eighteen of the last twenty Super Bowls were not a touchback. And I know they moved up the line about five years ago, the kicking line, but uh, it's indoors. Bengals get the Bengals get the kick first. That's money. If you can tell me <laughs> 60, the Bengals are receiving and Matt kicking off, that's money. <laughs> that's money. <laughs> um, Touching at the thirty yard line. Yeah, I, that, like so, they're actually both above average if you look at it and getting touchbacks. Like McPherson's sixty six percent, and then sixty two percent on the other well, why side. Why not? Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. The ball's in the Super not Bowl. broken in yet. Yeah, you got to break the ball in. But uh, actually, another fun one that I had on before here, before I saw that, was T Higgins to leave the game in receiving yards. Oh, I, I like that actually. Yeah, How much was it? I saw it plus six fifty. Okay. So you basically. Assume Ramsey's on chase. Well, T. Higgins has already really been leaving them receiving yards these whole playoffs. But if Cup has just a normal Cup game, 106, 110, plausible. If Cup gets double teamed and is the focal point of the Bengals' defense, plausible. Mm-hmm. I think you get it uh, six and a half to one odds. Not bad. Not yeah, bad so I like my, my last fun bet that I wrote down was a non-quarterback to be MVP, plus 230. So anyone that's not Stafford or Burrow to be MVP, I, I would – Cooper Cup, I think it was a great chance. Yeah. Aaron Donald, Jalen Rams, there's a pick six somewhere. And on the Bengals, there's some def- – Trey Hendrickson's got a decent shot. If he gets like a strip sack. Eli Apple. Eli- nah. <laughs> Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Like they have Evan Eli McPherson, Apple. if he makes like seven fifty yarders. Yeah. But yeah. like I, I think plus 230 is decent odds for that. That's not bad. Um, 
Some dumb bets. So don't bet the coin toss. You're just a fool. Heads. <laughs> Everyone bets tails. Go heads. Don't you dare do it. You are a fool if you do it. Is betting the Gatorade color, is that foolish? That's fool. No, uh, that's we fun. got insight. Oh, we got, why, so why is, the Gator, why is Gatorade insight. okay? Not the there's insight that the Bengals have had like orange Gatorade almost every game this year. Then last um, year was a big thing that it was going to be red. It was per going sources. to be, and people, I think it ended up being like purple or something. People lost well, you did, like you're dumb if you're if you're like you know everyone's shouting it's going to be it's going to be and they're like okay. So <laughs> in the, in, so for the over under on the national anthem, I forget who's performing it, but in the rehearsals she went 96 seconds, yeah. and the over under is 97. I think in the Super Bowl she extends it because it's oh you, get you see what you you got to go the over on that if you're betting that timeout. Do you see what betting does to the world? Crazy. Do you see really? Yeah, yeah, only we are timing her. Pra- <laughs> we are literally clocking oh, yeah. her oh. practice. It's only the Super Bowl. to be made. It's only the Super Bowl, though. I will say that. Uh, this That's happens a lot of places. I saw a tweet about the number of dog commercials there's going to uh, be. Yeah, all right. We are. We are. We are. We are. And someone are. said he went through all the old ones, and the under's going to hit. Like it's going to be under <laughs> six. <laughs> so that person to go outside. Yeah. They need. They need sixty. They need sixty minutes of play. We're almost out of time for this episode of Straight Facts. We can get some shots up at the buzzer as we always do. Who's got a shot at the buzzer to lead us out? If you have a shot to get James Harden, I'm talking about Philadelphia 76. Yeah, it's, please talk to Matisse him. Matisse Stiebel should not be the one to hold you back. Please talk to him, Kyle. Now, Thank you. I understand you would like to keep Matisse. Love You're going to keep Maxi. They're not going to trade Maxi. Mm-hmm. The deal won't happen. It seems like Matisse might most likely gets tossed into this trade. Don't let a Matisse Stiebel hold you back from getting a James Harden in what could be what's definitely up until this point. Joel Embiid's best year of his career and could be ever now i know he can still have more good years but you go all in right now this team is good i know the narratives recently has been not even recently but probably before this big run was that you know the sixers aren't as good this year they need ben they need another piece well we have another piece and they kind of are as good the rest of the team has gotten better with no ben maxi's a star and beads elevated i mean basically everyone has you go all in if i'd rather give up teeth than curry of course if you get, I, 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 now, now, when I on. saw like Tease, Curry, Ben, all of them, yeah, Drummond. all of them, all of them, it's too much. All of them, it's too I, much. Maxie's on unto- Max my only untouchable. He's, he I, is untouchable. I don't, I don't think Max. I don't, don't want to be Mr. Contrarian and put us into uh, a rabbit hole here. We got time, but you know what? Brooklyn can Bro- Brooklyn can hold it, bro. You know what? You're gonna get nothing for Harden, and then he's gonna come here no, anyway, no. and we'll ship Ben off to the middle of nowhere and get some B pieces. Hey, for maybe, him. hey, maybe. And you know what, Brooklyn? You can hold that. You can, like, honestly, you, want that? Point, you really want to try and like you have no leverage. Yo, why is he so bad about yeah, that? I'm actually mad about I it because we need Curry it. and Thibel. How about this? How about you get nothing for James Harden? How about that? <laughs> Anyways. That's that's Debo's energy right there. But but before you go, I am 1,000% with you, Kyle. I, to be honest, I don't think you could ask for all of them. But, you know, Thibel and Maxi is too much. Maxi's not untouchable to me. Max is, is for me. He is, is not. A, is not. You're, already, getting, you're getting James Harden. You're, get, yeah, you're, getting, you're getting, getting someone to put in no, his spot. No, but we're going to get him anyway. Max is not touchable. <laughs> Boom. We're going to get him anyway. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. He, he is, free, he's, 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 he's not going to go back to we don't. We don't have to get in this argument right now. Right. But we, we can agree to disagree on that. But but I don't. By, the, but I by don't. the next time we talk, either will or won't be a six. Or right, right, right. But go ahead, Jake. Yes, I'm going to the buzzer. Stay tuned if you want to hear more of this talk. Couple of us are getting on doing a trade deadline yeah, video go, tomorrow on, YouTube. on YouTube. the Straight Facts YouTube, and this this trade might have already gone through. You might be listening to us tomorrow morning and be like, "You guys are dumb." Harden's already on the Sixers. What we're going to talk about tomorrow night on YouTube? There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, really quick. I'm doing an interview. My, my podcast for BetQL is interviewing Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker tomorrow. Uh, they fight for UFC. 271 at UFC 271 on Saturday. So going to be awesome. Going to ask Izzy about a ton of stuff, probably some anime. I know he loves it. Uh, Got to come up with something there. There you go. But yeah, that's awesome. Stat Matt. Why is Doc Rivers one of the top 15 coaches? Yeah. Yeah. Like, then what are we doing? Talk to- <laughs> they didn't watch like, it. What, what's, what, what's happening? What's that's like? That's like me saying like Donovan McNabb's like one of the top fifteen quarterbacks of all time. Like he's like he called Doc Rivers Donovan McNabb. Like, he, like, <laughs> he's like, like 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 he's good. He's like very good, but like he's clearly not an all time great. And like I know he has a bunch of wins, but like he got the big three in Boston. You read some Bill Simmons articles from like 07, talking about the 07 Celtics. Doc Rivers was a disaster. Mm. Doc Rivers wasn't that. Doc Rivers couldn't win a playoff series with T Mac. 
Doc Rivers couldn't make a conference finals with Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. Ooh. He couldn't make it with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Mm-hmm. He, he got traded as he a head coach. He, get, he couldn't he make did get it. traded. Chris Paul requested him. He, 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 he couldn't traded. make it when we played the Hawks in the second round. There's a play, but like to leave Rick Carlisle off, to yes. leave Billy Cunningham off, yes. to leave George, even someone like George George Carl, there's what yeah. is, was Rudy, my snub. Rudy Tomjanovich. It's just, it's so disrespectful. And props to Doc for making a bunch of friends in the media. Cause that's clearly yeah. why I mean, he, he got, he I mean, got on that it, list. It, it, it's, but, it's like, you know, do his wins count more or, or hold more weight than his losses do? Do his accomplishments hold more weight than his failures do? And to them, yes, the, the championship that he won holds won more weight man. than all the, you know, the losses, awesome, man. Then the three, well, three, one leads he's blown Charlie in Manuel, a top. 15 manager. Yeah, yeah. You were yelling at the wrong person, man. You were yelling at the wrong person, man. I'm like, with you. Like, what What did Dockers do that Charlie Manuel didn't do? They both had, like, a really good run from, like, 08 to 11 sport. and, just, and didn't do much anywhere else. I mean, the sports different. I don't know. All of Doc Rivers' teams have been pretty, com- like, highly competitive. Yeah. All of them. The so. list was the list was wrong. Charlie Manuel was a good manager for the Indians. They were just in a tough AL. They won like 90-something games a couple years in a row. Right, but baseball is also like a way longer sport with way more history. Okay, go back to 1947. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James, let's hear it. You about to go place you don't want to go now, Carl. <laughs> what's your, right, what's your right the thing? buzzer, James? Um, this is my shout-out to Villanova Women's Basketball there at Connecticut tonight, at number eight, uh, Connecticut. I haven't checked yet. The game starts at 7. It's currently 6.50. I haven't checked if one Paige Beckers is making her return but it's 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 about six to eight weeks away from that injury she sustained and that was a six to eight week timetable so everyone's kind of speculating she's going to make her return sometime soon you know what better chance to than than the hottest team in the conference so um shout out to, to the cats up in connecticut i'll be watching as i edit this episode and you know that's super secrets over there maddie secrets another man. 30 ball coming i know yeah, yeah, yeah. When I ask for 30, she delivers. It's crazy. You're talking like you want Paige Beckers to play, though. I kind of want Paige Beckers to play. Yeah. I do. If if you were at the game, if you were doing your thing, then yeah. Well, 100%. But I also know we're going to have to see UConn in the conference tournament. And last year, we had to see them in the national tournament. I'd rather get used to seeing Paige Beckers now than have to see her for the first time. Fair. You know, when when it counts even more. Get the muscle in now. But... We are out of time for this episode of Straight Facts. It was a really good one. Shout out to all of my guys who survived the in-between week and came back and kicked it with me for Super Bowl week. That's Jake Galley, Kyle Sarek, and Stan Matt Robinson. I'm James Jackson. These have been the facts. Straight up. Not going to get me this week. <laughs> I'm not going to go back-to-back on you, dude. <laughs>